The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. How are you folks doing today, ladies and gentlemen? So we've been dissecting the military.com left of boom podcast featuring Dr. Peter Emanuel and Dr. Diane Deulius, right? And so we've uh, figured out a lot of things, folks, a lot of things that the military sanctioned by the Department of Defense, sanctioned by the United States government, has been working on. And there's a few more tidbits inside that podcast that we are going to get to, some important parts we don't want to miss. But at the same time, there's some other information that has popped up on my radar, folks. So we're going to jump into some of that and then get back to the podcast and try to finish that up today because we need to go in about 14 different directions. Uh, First off, thank you to everyone who left a comment and five-star review over at Apple Podcasts. A few more uh, comments came in. We appreciate that. Thank you to everyone joining pain.tv slash gold to get access to the ad-free video version of this podcast as well as the Thomas Paine podcast. We appreciate that more than you will ever know, folks, more than you will ever know. So I'm not going to talk about any personal stuff today, although a lot has happened, but there's just so much stuff we need to cover. Actually, actually, I take that back. I mean, I wouldn't say this is personal, but this is a personal experience I want to share with you folks right here. I'm going to pull it up on the screen. This is my Twitter account at uh, at Hackable Animal, the ode to Yuval Noah Harari, who has called us all hackable animals. Uh, I put this out. It said, if you don't think the engineering of humanity out of existence is real, just open your eyes. One of the only restaurants we frequent meaning my wife and I, on occasion. Uh, We don't go out much. We cook pretty much gourmet meals every single night of the week. Breakfast as well. We're watching what we eat, only eating farm fresh organic foods. As you know, farm fresh meats from local farmers. We try to work around the butchers, if at all possible, because if they're under the guidance of USDA and stuff, they have to spray the meats with certain chemicals in a lot of circumstances, so we try to avoid that. But one of the only places we uh, really go out to, uh, we go to restaurants where we can't cook that kind of food or we don't have the time. So we like Asian, and then uh, there's a couple different types of pizza here, but good pizza places. There's like a a traditional uh napoli pizza type place we go to and then we go to this place who does like a detroit style anyway we haven't been there in a couple months we decide to swing in there over the weekend and boom what's sitting on the table folks this new ordering system 
And so it's a QR code on a card. You probably have seen it uh, sitting on tables. Now, normally, that is the new contactless way of looking at a menu that popped up during COVID, the Great Reset. And so um, I say here, COVID-19, a.k.a. the Great Reset, kicked off the Fourth Industrial Revolution, all hands on deck, bye-bye humans. And so this card is on the table, but now it's an order and pay-by-phone system. So the maitre d', real nice guy, he's always there. He walks you over to the table. Now he says, listen, you could scan the QR code with your phone, and now you can order right online and pay online. Okay, so the first thing that pops through my head as I'm boiling, because we went there right after I recorded a show, so my mindset was already in that of the technocratic transhumanist empire, and so I said, oh, no, not this place. And this is a mom-and-pop place. Really, really uh, popular uh, pizza pub downtown and uh, delicious food. So anyway, I see this on the table. So uh, we scan it, my wife and I, and yeah, they want you to pay by phone. And so the waitress comes over, and I'm thinking, well, what are they going to do now? You just order, and then a robot is going to bring you your food? And so I said to the waitress, do we have to order that way? She says, no, but we're testing it out, and blah, blah. I said, listen, I'm going to give you my order. Otherwise, uh, if I have to do it this way and pay my phone, there's no tip. So she takes the order. And uh, meanwhile, we start doing some research on this because down at the bottom of the photo I took, you can see uh, there was some information about a company called uh, Toast. So uh, you could go to POS, like uh, point of sales, pos.toasttab.com. And on their website, there is um, a new feature here that they're selling. So they sell an array of products and services aimed at the restaurant business. And so this is Toast Mobile Order and Pay, right? So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, as a former sales guy, you know, marketing guy, so a sales guy had to come into this restaurant. It's called White Rabbit. It's in uh, Frederick, Maryland, called White Rabbit. And I hope to God they get rid of this system fast. And so I say, okay, so a sales guy from Toast has to come walking into the restaurant and then pitch them with why they would want to enact this new piece of technology into their restaurant. They have to change course, you know. So while we're sitting there waiting, I start doing my research, and it says here, this product, Toast Mobile Order and Pay. That's what uh, this feature is that they have now in the restaurant. And it says, with Toast Mobile Order and Pay, guests can easily scan a QR code to browse the menu, order, and pay all from their mobile device. Plus, with Apple Pay, guests can pay in less than 10 seconds, right? I'm not going to show you the demo video. But it says right here in bold print, combat the labor shortage, increase revenue and check size, and collect valuable data by offering guests a better way to order and pay. Boom. So now my spidey senses go off, folks. No, I'm not a cyborg soldier. Uh, I'm not a Marvel superhero created by the United States military and the Department of Defense with backing from the state. No, folks, I'm just a regular guy with common sense and critical thinking, as are all of you out there in the audience, and I appreciate that. I love speaking with you guys on pain.tv slash gold on Twitter over at the Telegram. 
And so first I see combat the labor shortage. So I've seen this all over the place in uh, from Maryland to D.C. Everyone with signs up. I saw it in uh, Nashville before I left there about um, a year and a half ago. Everyone is experiencing a labor shortage. So I always ask, where is everyone? Did they all die? Did they all die? Did everyone die of COVID and or the jab? Where are all these people? Okay, I know that there's a large percentage of blue-collar workers that shifted over to gig work. And I've talked about that before in the show, and eventually we'll circle back to gig work and how it ties into the current technocracy. But I don't think I'm going to do that today. So I say, well, did everyone shift to gig work? Well, a lot of people shifted to gig work. I told you about my circumstances uh, at the beginning of COVID, that I was hit with divorce. You know, it shut down our photography studio, so I shifted to gig work quickly because I had always worked for myself, but I wasn't going to start another design production company in the middle of COVID. So I jumped over to gig work, and I was making a significant amount of money, especially when I moved up to this area, Frederick, Maryland. Um, but then all of a sudden it started to, uh, go away. And a lot of the other drivers and shoppers I know told me the same thing. And this goes across all the gig companies from Instacart, the grocery app to Uber, the taxi service. And so what happens is they start to, the technocrats are able to throttle you and regulate how much money you can actually make. And so if you go on the national Facebook groups for Instacart and gig work in general, you'll see people are struggling. They're literally going out all day and making $80. I used to go out and make about $400. So this labor shortage, where is it coming from? It can't be that everyone shifted to gig work and they're surviving there. Why aren't they going back to waiting tables at restaurants where they could make a couple hundred bucks or more a day in cash? Okay. Did everyone die? I don't know. I don't know. So they're promoting this to companies. This is business-to-business marketing you're looking at, saying combat the labor shortage, all right? Second, it says increase revenue and check size, and we'll get into increasing revenue uh, momentarily. And then it says, and collect valuable data by offering guests a better way to order and pay. So all about the data, folks. And how many times do we have to say here on the Dustin Gold Standard that Yuval Noah Harari, the king philosopher of the World Economic Forum and the force industrial revolution, says straight up that those who control the data will be the gods of the new era. Data is the new gold. Data is the most valuable asset. Those who control the data will be the gods of the new era. You know that, folks. You know that. So again, it's about giving up your data. And we just spent, what, an episode and a half going over all of the smart tech, all the smart devices you could put in your house, specifically centered around your newborn infant. And I showed you how dangerous these are and that you're giving your data to the technocratic transhumanists. You're giving your data to the people that are focused on engineering humanity out of existence. Well, if you're going to do that step by step, engineer humanity out of existence in a way that you don't have rotting bodies all over the place, right? You don't have decay, then you need more data, 
And then with the data, you could start to figure out how to build your bioweapons. Remember, we showed you with Dr. Charles Morgan III when he was speaking in 2018 in front of the West Point Military Academy, in front of the cadets and faculty. He talked about the ability to develop a disease that they can spread that's targeted to only kill one individual person if they have their DNA profile. And so now, the more that you're contributing to this digital footprint, the more that you're contributing to your genetic footprint, the more data that these people have on each of us individually. This isn't just so they could come and arrest you for breaking a law. It's, it's more devious than that. It's, it's more than just being able to serve you up better ads when you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard or more relevant ads when you're watching somebody on YouTube. No, folks, this is devious. It is nefarious. All right, so if you go down a little bit further, let me see here. It's somewhere on the site. Uh, well, anyway, let me show you this first. So they published an article on their website, Report Combat the Restaurant Worker Shortage with Technology. The 2022 restaurant labor shortage is a massive problem in the industry. Here's how guest-led technology can help. And so there's an entire article up here at pos.toasttab.com. Uh, all about the COVID-19 pandemic and all the numbers and figures about, you know, restaurant shortages and such. And so if you want to go into depth on that, feel free to, um, to check that out. But what they do on here also is they go into, um, here we go, here it is, combat the labor shortage and simplify operations by offering guests a better way to order and pay. The first bullet here is serve more guests with fewer staff. Eliminate wait times and long lines by providing a flexible service model. Servers and guests can start and add to the tab, and items are immediately sent to the kitchen. And so this goes on throughout their website. There's so many different solutions and products that they're marketing and selling. And one of the big uh, themes on this website here with this company is operating the restaurant with less employees. So sadly, the waitress who came up to us, sadly, the maitre d' who's been there for a long time, don't realize the same as with the grocery store when they force the cashiers to tell people to use the frictionless shopping um, programs that they're setting up at the stores. In the restaurants, they're having the waitresses and the maitre d' orchestrate and promote their own demise and so by getting people to use this technology they are pushing themselves out because if the customer gets used to if it becomes normalized right that you're going to order at your table with your phone and pay on your phone then when they send someone out a runner from the kitchen to bring you your food what has that person done to earn a tip do you know how much money is made via tips in the service industry I mean, I have adult friends that are waiters in D.C. that fund their whole lives off of this. And so it's sad. It makes me upset. And so I was fuming watching what was going on. And so when you see this stuff, folks, I would recommend calling it out because this is the beginning. I mean, we are in the middle of it, but this is the beginning of now restaurants going the way of the self-checkout at grocery stores and the frictionless shopping where you just fill up your cart and leave. You're going to order your own food. 
you're going to pay there. They don't need a waiter. They can use a runner, and eventually it will be a robot that brings you your food. And so that's a whole entire class of blue-collar workers that will be out of jobs. One of the last, you know, places you can make decent money in the service industry. It's sad to see, folks. It's sad to see, but it's everywhere now. I couldn't believe that it happened at this little mom-and-pop joint we go to. But I voiced my opinion, and I recommend you do, too. At the end of the day, it's up to the restaurant owner. Most of them probably don't even realize what they're involved with. They just... There's some orchestrated shortage of workers, and these people want to stay in business, and so the technocrats come walking in, they offer a technological solution, and the owners of these places will gobble it up. Folks, speak up and speak out, and demand humans. You want humans to serve you. You want to tip a human. We don't want robots, and we don't want to order off of our smartphone, folks. Refuse to use this technology. Just say no. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. I'll be right back. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv slash gold. All right, folks, you got to fight back. We are in the fourth industrial revolution and the founding fathers of the technocracy have written their constitution folks and they are coming at us at light speed and the only thing the only chance that you have and the only thing that you could do is to push back you don't have to start a war you could ask to speak to the owner at these establishments and say listen man i'm not down with this i am not down with pushing humanity out of work I am not down with ordering my own food on an app and having a robot serve me. And you say, please get rid of this. You remember we used to be proud of saying like made in America. Even Trump brought it back up in 2015, 16. Should I call it made in the USA or should I call it made in America? All right, say, uh, let's see. Show of hands, show of hands. Here we go. All right, what do you think? What do you think? Made in America or made in the USA? Well, how about made by humans for humans? How about that, folks? Because this is a war on humanity. The technocratic transhumanists have declared war on humanity. And the only people that can push back against it are you and I and spread the word. Don't sell out your liberty and your freedom and human autonomy for perceived convenience. They are selling you evil. They are selling you darkness all wrapped up in a pretty little bow disguised as convenience. And don't fall for it, folks. I'm serious. It is here. This is not a joke. And our government is behind it. 
We've proven that time and time again. The state has declared war on humanity. All right, let's move on to the next piece. And this is important because it fits right in with what I taught you guys when we reviewed Lars Butler, the founder and CEO of Artificial Intelligence Foundation, who I've showed you is in bed with Keith Alexander, former head of the NSA. And so we went through mind twins, right? And digital twins. And we went through deep fake videos. I taught you all about that. I shared my personal emails with Rob Mallory of Artificial Intelligence Foundation when they tried to recruit my entertainment company to be involved with early stages of the mind twinning software. And so over the last few days, folks, there were some rumblings of Bruce Willis the action star selling his likeness to a deep fake company i held out on talking about it because i wanted to see uh how it was gonna pan out and so i'm glad i did so apparently bruce willis denies selling rights to his face but this is important because the company in which the media was claiming bought the rights was involved with a project with bruce willis and that's probably how things got mixed up but but you always have to think about it folks what was the intention behind this story spreading so far and wide if in fact it was not true that bruce willis sold his face and we'll jump into this article so you know what i'm talking about but what i want you to think about is how the normalization and the desensitization uh, desensitization and the humanization of these technologies come about the adoption campaigns so what you do let me just say, if I was the public relations manager, the marketing guru behind normalizing, mind twinning, and this concept that an individual, you or me or Bruce Willis, could sell the rights to our likeness, which is you know our personal brand, it's us, our being, to another company. And so now it normalizes the idea of being able to license your likeness in the form of a mind twin. And so now that the story's out there, it's becoming normalized. More people have now heard about this than before. I don't know who's reported on this, but it's spread far and wide. You probably heard it through entertainment circles, you know, nightly news, probably late night you know, comedy shows, etc., And so it blows up. Now it's a household topic. And people go, oh, that's cool. Bruce Willis could license his image and keep acting in movies whether he is debilitated from his disease or not. And so remember, part of what we've covered in the Cyber Soldier 2050 podcast with Emmanuel and Deulius is how they're talking about how to sort of normalize the cyborg technology so that people outside of the government accept it as well. And we'll hear more of that in the part we're going to play today. So this is how you normalize it, folks. You create a stir up, a back and forth, palace intrigue. And before you know it, 
what should be seen as creepy becomes normal, just like the uh, Tom Cruise deepfake we reviewed in detail on this show. This is how you introduce it, folks. All right, this article says, this is on BBC.com. Bruce Willis denies selling rights to his face. Bruce Willis's agent has denied reports that the film star has sold the rights to his face. Last week, it was widely reported that Willis, in the first deal of its kind, had sold his face to deepfake company Deepcake. However, a spokesperson for Bruce Willis told the BBC that he had, quote, no partnership or agreement, end quote, with the company. And a representative of Deepcake said only Willis had the rights to his face. Willis announced his retirement from acting in March after being diagnosed with aphasia and a disorder that affects speech. Deepfakes use artificial intelligence and machine learning technology to create realistic videos. You know all this because we went over it here, uh, often of celebrities or politicians. And remember, I've showed you examples. I went on uh, Chrissy Piccolo's show, Real World Witness, and explained it as well. For actors that can no longer act, the technology has the potential to be game-changing. On September 27th, the Daily Mail reported that a deal had been struck between Willis and Deepcake. Quote, two-time Emmy winner Bruce Willis can still appear in movies after selling his image rights to Deepcake, end quote. The story reads, the story was picked up by The Telegraph and a series of other media outlets. See, so Daily Mail writes it, it gets picked up by The Telegraph and spreads all around, folks. Quote, Bruce Willis has become the first Hollywood star to sell his rights to allow a digital twin of himself to be created for use on screen, end quote, said the Telegraph. See, digital twin, right? This is how they normalize it, folks. Now the word digital twin is in the lexicon. I'm starting to actually see more and more celebrities and certain influencers mentioning uh, transhumanism. And so uh, are they fighting it or are they part of helping normalize it? Once everyone talks about it, it becomes desensitized and then it just becomes part of the lexicon and eventually it will just become a political battle like abortion and then eventually the side like us fighting against it peters out and then it's just widely accepted. All right. This is what's happening actually. Uh, I have had communication with Joe Allen who is a regular contributor to Steve Bannon's podcast. Uh, I emailed him. I'm hoping he'll come on. I don't know what part he plays in this, but I'd love to talk to him. He's, he's doing some great work. I'd like to talk to him about what him and Steve Bannon are doing on this topic. Although, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not jerking my audience around. You know how I feel about Steve Bannon, at least on some stuff, but I don't listen to him. So, Maybe they've got uh, something positive they're working on. We'll find out, folks. I'm trying to get um, guests from the other worlds to agree to appear here, and we can pick their brain. All right, so anyway, it says uh, in the article, but that doesn't appear to be the case, meaning it doesn't look like Bruce Willis sold the rights. What is true is that a deep fake of Bruce Willis was used to create an advertisement for Megafon, a Russian telecoms company, last year. And so I'll show that to you momentarily, but I want to finish this up first. It said the BBC is not uh, responsible for the content of external sites. 
Uh, the tech used in the advert was created by Deepcake, which describes itself as an AI company specializing in deepfakes. See, so Willis was doing business with Deepcake. Deepcake told the BBC it had worked closely with Willis's team on the advertisement. Quote, what we definitely did is that he gave us his consent and a lot of materials to make his digital twin, end quote, they said. The company says it has a unique library of high-resolution celebrities, influencers, and historical figures, all right? So now this company, Deepcake, which we have not talked about here on this show, uh, but we've talked about many other companies, uh, has this high-resolution library of celebrities, influencers, and historical figures now. Remember what I told you guys? I said that AI Foundation, going back to what were my emails from 2018 or something, and I said to you, how do we know that when Anderson Cooper is interviewing Barack Obama, that Barack Obama is real and he's not a deep fake, a digital twin? Because that was the goal of Artificial Intelligence Foundation and its CEO, Lars Butler, who's partnered with Keith Alexander, former head of the NSA on several projects, and Peter Thiel, right, Mr. Government Oligarch, is uh, partners in AI Foundation as well. Okay, he helped raise the money for them. So I, I said, okay, well, that's their goal. But the crazy part is how do we know both Anderson Cooper and Barack Obama aren't real? That the whole thing is a deep fake show. And then we showed AI Foundation's uh, President Lars Butler doing a presentation with four deep fakes and then himself. But then it turned out that he was also a digital twin of himself. All right, this goes on to say, on its website, Deepcake promotes its work with an apparent quote from Mr. Willis. Quote, I like the precision of my character. It's a great opportunity for me to go back in time. The neural network was trained on content of Die Hard and Fifth Element, so my character is similar to the images of that time, end quote. Interesting that Bruce Willis was involved with a lot of uh, sort of dystopian films. And now this. It goes on to say, however, Willis's agent told the BBC, quote, please know that Bruce has no partnership or agreement with this deep cake company, end quote. The BBC asked Willis's agent whether he had ever worked with deep cake or whether the quote used by the company was accurate. The BBC has not yet received a response. Of course, it was accurate. In a statement from deep cake, the company said reports that it had bought the rights to Bruce Willis's face were inaccurate, quote. The wording about rights is wrong. Bruce couldn't sell anyone any rights. They are his by default, end quote. A representative for the company said, well, that's not true either because I could sell the rights to my face to be the new Aunt Jemima if I wanted to. I've had licensing agreements and likeness agreements with other talent over the years that I represented or that I produced for goes on to say the confusion highlights just how new this technology is and the lack of clear rules around it you see what i told you folks this is about normalizing it it's about putting digital twin into the lexicon so now 
Now we have deep fakes that have been pushed into the lexicon over the last two years. And now we have digital twin being pushed into the lexicon. So if you have friends or family that ask you about this technology, if you've listened to the dust and gold standard from the beginning, you are an expert on this stuff, folks. You are armed with the truth. You need to tell people to stay away from this. This is about engineering humanity out of existence. It's not about creating a digital actor of a real-life actor who can no longer act and helping him continue to make money. No, folks. Eventually, the next step is they don't need actors. There will be no cashiers. There will be no waiters. And there will be no actors. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. I'll be right back. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, and this is pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 